gente. A Rafa say Jesus. Quaya, thank you very much. Um, I welcome you all to today's service. Just turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are welcome. And tell your neighbor, you are in the house of an encounter. Tell your neighbor, you people are looking at me, tell your neighbor. You are in the house of an encounter. Meeting the God of an encounter. I'm ensuring you your life will never remain the same again. You put it, finish your assignment. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, I want to thank you very much, Pastor, for this opportunity. And uh, Mama, thank you very much for giving me this platform. I did not take it for um, granted. I know it's a privilege for me to stand before you this morning. And of course, the leadership of the church, I thank every one of you. I want to thank you, um, Pastor, especially um for for helping me to to discover more of who I am praise god and for being patient with me i know what i'm talking about praise the lord you know we are growing we are children so sometimes we can be you know i thank the lord today and i trust the lord that your life will never remain the same again today even as you um pay attention and follow my preaching this morning. Praise God. I want to preach on what I titled Encountering the True God. Encountering the True God. So I will be using um, three uh, men that have an encounter with the Lord in the Bible. Isaiah, Peter, and Jacob. So as, as I go through the leadership of the Holy Spirit this morning, so just follow with me and I know the Lord has something new for you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, encountering the true, true God. What is an encounter? Um, I have my own definition. An encounter is a special moment meeting someone unexpectedly like Paul, like Saul, sorry, in the Bible, the book of Acts 1 to 19. An encounter can also be it can also be a moment where you are expecting something special to happen to you, just like you are here today. You are expecting the Lord that something special will happen to you, that something new will happen to your life today, that you will not go home the same way. So that is why I use it in a two different form. That it can be you are you are not expecting it something happen. And it can also be that you are expecting something special to happen to you. Amen. So, and I want to let you know that, I want to let you know that you, you might be here this morning that you have never had an encounter with the Lord. Today is your day. You are going to have an encounter with the Lord today. And perhaps you have also had an encounter with the Lord before, but you are going to have a special encounter with the Lord today that will change your life and that will turn everything that concerns you around in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you check every man in the Bible, 
God revealed himself to. Reality did not really start in the life of Jacob and Peter and Isaiah. Reality did not really start in their life until they encounter the Lord. So I would like us to know that if you want something special to happen in your life, if you want reality to really begin in your life, your Christian work with God, you have to desire to have an encounter with the Lord. You have to desire to hold the Lord. Like Jacob said, he said, I will never let you go unless you bless me. So Peter also, Peter was just a fisherman, which I will be going through through it later, but I just want to give a brief introduction. Peter also was a fisherman, but the day he met Jesus in the, in the Lake of Galilee, he thought he, he told the whole night he could not cut nothing, but when he met with Jesus Christ, I believe we all know the story, at the end of the day, he caught a lot of fish that he could not even um, carry it. He, he has to call his colleague to come and join him to carry it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every opportunity a man we see, every turn around a man we experience in his or her life is on a platform of an encounter. I'm going to be using man, but I'm not talking about gender. I'm going to be using, I'm not talking about, when I say man, I'm, I'm not talking about gender, but I'm talking about humanity. So I'm going to be using, you know, when the Bible is writing, it's not, it's not you always use man, man, man. So when I'm, when I'm saying man, I'm referring to women and everybody. Praise the Lord. So, hallelujah. And I want us to know that encountering God is not exclusive to an elect group of people or spiritual people, but rather it is an all-inclusive invitation to a life with God. Hallelujah. So don't say, oh, I am not the pastor, I am not the leader. No, it's an inclusive to everybody. Praise the Lord. So let us go to our Bible the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, from verse 1. Lima, please, you help me to be fast a little bit. And then, Osha, please, you give me my time so that I will just be telling me how, how many time I have left so that I will know how to. Okay. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted. And the train of his robe fill with fill the temple. Just one to nine, please, if you can put everything together. Above him were seraph, each wings, each with six wings, with two wings. They covered the face with two. They covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole health is full of his glory, and the sound of their voice, the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple were filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the Lord, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flee to one with a leaf coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongues from the altar. With, with him he touched my mouth and said, See, this have touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin astonished. For then I have the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? And who, shall, who, shall, who, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell these people. 
being ever hearing but never understand, be ever seeing but never perceiving. Praise God. Hallelujah. The, the passage we just read, it was a, a, a story about prophet Isaiah. Isaiah was a great prophet in the Bible. Isaiah was written 50 times in the Old Testament. Isaiah was the next prophet that was mentioned in the Bible after Abraham, before Moses. So Isaiah have written five chapters of the Bible. But yet it said that the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. So I was asking myself, does it mean that all these years that Isaiah was a prophet, he did not see the Lord? Or what really happened? So I was asking. So the Lord began to reveal to me. He said that Isaiah was seeing King Uzziah as the great king, as his God. Isaiah was seeing King Uzziah as far as, as King Uzziah was there, Isaiah could not bother to see the Lord because there was something that was blocking him from seeing the Lord. You remember he said when the, the year King Uzziah died, I see the Lord. So he saw the glory of God. So the Lord was, you know, I was meditating on it. And the Lord was saying that Isaiah have an image of whom God is. He has a picture mindset. Okay, God could be like this. But as far as, because King Uzziah, King Uzziah was a very great king. He was a king that was ruled when he was, he started ruling when, when he was uh, 16 years. And he ruled for Judah. He reigned in Judea 52 years and he reigned 42 years. So he was a great king in his time. So as far King Uzziah was there, Isaiah could not, you know, bother to see the glory of God. He was seeing King Uzziah's. Uh, Hallelujah. So God was telling me that as far as Isaiah was concerned, there is God. As far as Isaiah was concerned, he has the faith that there is God. He knows that there is God. But he has not seen the glory of God because he has not had an encounter with whom the true God is. Hallelujah. So I was meditating and the Lord began to speak to me. He said, we have the same problem in church today. He said, many people are in church today. They feel they know God. They have the image of who God is. They feel that I know this God. As a matter of fact, many of us preach the Bible. We teach the Bible. We even prophesy as Isaiah. But we have not have revelation of whom God is. So the Lord was saying that until Isaiah have a revelation of whom God is, he could not see my glory. That is why he said the year King Uzziah died, he saw the glory of God. He saw the beauty of God. He knew who God is. That is why he said, he said, woe unto me. So Isaiah actually saw himself when King Uzziah died. So many of us, so the Lord began to speak to me. He said, many of us want to see the glory of God. We want to see the glory of God in our lives. We want to see us perform. We want to see the fire of God. But we refuse to let King Uzziah die. We refuse to let that thing that stand between we, us and God die. So King Uzziah means so many things. It means you can be walking in the flesh, thinking you have the spirit, thinking you are walking in the spirit, but you are walking in the flesh. And the Lord said, until King Uzziah died, we cannot see the glory of God. 
until we allow those things that put a bridge between we and God. We cannot see the glory of God in our life. Praise the Lord. So, I want to let us know that, and I, I, I have some, some uh, points here which I wrote. When you have an encounter with the Lord, what really happened? So, when you have an encounter with the Lord, you have a revelation of whom God is. He revealed himself to you. So, you don't, you don't need to um, say, because my mother know God, or because my father know God, I know him, no. You now have that personal relationship with God. You now have that personal walk with God. Then you, you, when you have a revelation of who God is, it gives you confidence of your calling. It gives you confidence of who you are. It gives you boldness. So when you have a revelation of who God is, it gives you boldness to confront every situation that comes your way. It gives you confidence to tell the devil, said, it doesn't matter what I am going through, I have seen the Lord. It doesn't matter what I am facing right now, I know and I know that my Redeemer liveth. Just like Job. Job went through a lot in his life. He lost everything. But one thing Job could not lose is his dignity. He said, I will not lose my dignity because I know and I know that my Redeemer liveth. So it is the confidence that Job have in the Lord that makes him to say, I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know that God is able to bring me out of this situation. I know that my God will not leave me like this. At the end of the day, we see the story of Job. He recovered even times too. Whatever he lost in, in the previous years, God made him to recover everything. Because he was able to stand and say, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Because he was able to stand and declare who he is. So when you, when you have an encounter with the Lord, when you have a revelation of who God is, it gives you boldness. It gives you boldness to confront even demons. It gives you boldness to stand. And say, the Bible said in the book of Mark 15, that those that believe in my name, there is, they, those that believe in my name, they can cast out demons. They can lay hand on the sick. Even when somebody, you know, I used to be very, very afraid. When I heard the, the word demon, hey, they have come again. No? I used to be very, very afraid. So as I preach this morning, I'm going to be using a lot of myself as example. Because I'm not just, I, I didn't stand here to come and preach, but I'm going to be using myself a lot as example because I have went through all this stage of my life. Hallelujah. So I, I used to be very, very afraid. When I heard the word demons, even sometimes when the Holy Ghost wake me up in the night, go and pray. So I go downstairs. I don't want to disturb people that are sleeping. And when I just come downstairs, I just feel this fear in me. I don't know why. Until I have an encounter with the Lord. And he told me, he said, Elizabeth, I have not given you the spirit of fear. And the Lord gave me this passage, 2 Timothy 1, 7. He said, I have not given you the spirit of fear. I have given you the spirit of boldness. And the Bible said, the righteous shall be bold as lion. So since that day, so when I wake up, I just wake up. And the Lord told me, when you wake up, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray and speak in tongues and plead the blood. So when I wake up, I speak in tongues. And I speak in tongues in capital letters. And I plead the blood of Jesus. When I plead the blood of Jesus, I am no longer afraid. Why? Because I have an encounter with the Lord. So when I was preparing this passage, the Lord said, I should emphasize on this. That you should know who you are. Know who you are in the Lord. 
Know that the Lord has not given you the spirit of fear. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Don't be afraid. Be bold and stand strong. Because you know that greater is he that is in you. He said we have overcome little children. Greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. Hallelujah. So I believe this word is for someone here this morning. That you don't need to be afraid. Just stand and declare that I am a child of God. Greater is he that is in me. I know that the Lord, Romans 8, 15. You know, the Bible said we are, we, are, we, are not, we are not slave to bondage. We have not been slave to bondage, but the Lord has given us the spirit of boldness. So just declare that I am, I am bold. And you will see that every spirit of fear in your life will be wiped away in the name of Jesus. Amen. So what happened next when you have an encounter with the Lord? First, he saw the Lord. When you have an encounter with the Lord, you will never think the same way again. So Isaiah actually have three dimensions of revelation. But I'm not sure time will permit me to go through the three, but I will touch two today. Isaiah have an upward revelation. And he has an inward revelation. And he has an outward revelation. So I'm going to talk about the upward revelation. When you have a revelation of whom God is, you see his glory. You see the glory of God. When you have an upward revelation, your spiritual life will change. You will no longer walk in the flesh anymore. You will no longer walk carnal with the Lord anymore. But you began to walk in the spirit. You began to communicate with the Lord. You know, when you, when you are walking in the spirit, everything that concerns you, you will first of all know what the spirit is saying. Because the Bible said those that walk in the spirit, they are the sons of God. Those that live in the spirit. So you begin to walk in the spirit. You will no longer walk in the flesh anymore. You will no longer do things on your own. Some of us, we like to, when we make plans, we now say, God, this is my plan. You will no longer do that. Before you make any plan, you first of all ask God, Father, what is your plan? What did you want me to do concerning this situation? And whatever he says, that is, that is what you will do. So when you have an encounter with the Lord, your lifestyle will change. Your spiritual lifestyle will change. You will no longer be forced to come to church. Because you will be hungry to be in his presence. You will no longer be forced to pray. Because you want to talk to your father. When you have an encounter with the Lord, upward an encounter with the Lord, you will no longer, you know, there will not, nobody will force you to fast again. You will not fast because it, you know, some of us, we are very good when we dream and we saw ourselves, something, you know, evil happened. When, when, <laughs> when you wake up, you want to fast. Father, I burn, I lose, I cast. No. God is not looking for those kind of Christians. God is looking for those that will fast because you love him. He's looking for those that will, you will just say, Father, behold, I'm fasting just to worship you. Not to ask for anything. Why? Because you have that fellowship. You have that revelation of whom God is. You will not be uh, forced to fast. Even when fast pastors say we are fasting from Wednesday to Friday, some of us don't even fast. We are fasting for night vision. Some of us don't even fast. I'm saying the truth. When pastor said there is night vision, some of us don't even come to night vision. But when you, I trust the Lord, hey, Katebo Shanda, that after today, that you will have an encounter with the Lord that will drive you crazy to know God more. That will drive you crazy to know who God really is. That you will long, you will long and have that passion, that passion to have intimacy with God. Hallelujah. You will no longer be shallow. Why? Because you have seen the Lord. Hallelujah. And the other one was inward revelation. 
it has an inward revelation. When I was preparing this, this uh, Simon, I was just laughing because it, it looks like the whole passage is, was just talking about me. It has an inward revelation. So when you have an inward revelation, when you have an, uh, when you have an encounter with the Lord, it deposits something in your inside that will make you look different, complete different. You will not build that person you used to be before. The Bible said, when a man is in the Lord, all things have passed away. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All things have passed away. Everything about you becomes new. The way you talk, the way you think, even your friends. Hallelujah. Everything about you change. So Isaiah saw himself who he was. Isaiah saw himself who he was. When he had an inward revelation, he saw himself who he was. Chapter 5 of the passage we just read. Chapter 5, please, can you beam it for me, please? Verse 5. Uh, yeah. S okay, yes. He said, Then said, Woe is me, for I am done because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the, the king, the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Isaiah saw himself. Isaiah saw himself. He saw who he really was. I pray that the Lord will show you yourself today. The Lord will show you. know, when the Lord show you who you are, you will know who you really are. Hallelujah. Isaiah saw himself. And the Lord began to uh, speak to me. He said, before, you know, before God could use us, he needs to cleanse us first. It will first of all cleanse you. It will cleanse your mouth. It will cleanse everything that concerns you. Isaiah realized that he has a sinful, unclean mouth that needed to be dealt with. Hallelujah. Isaiah saw himself that he was in a wrong association. He was with the wrong people. He said, woe unto me, because I am in the midst of people of unclean lips. Isaiah saw himself. He saw himself that he was with the people that are not going to his direction. He was with the people that, that does not have the same vision he has. Hallelujah. So when I was meditating on this passage, remember years ago, I remember years ago when I had an encounter with the Lord, the Lord began to speak to me. He said, I want to use you, but you are in a wrong association. You are with the wrong people. You are with the wrong friends. So the Lord began to do some cleansing in me. The Lord spoke to me. He said, if I must take you higher. You know, we are talking about going higher and going deeper. He said, if I must take you higher, you have to let go of all those excess luggage you are carrying. So I said, Lord, what did you mean by that? And the Lord told me to read the book of Psalm 1. I've shared the testimony here before. I dwell in that passage for one month. So when I finished reading it, I really saw who I was. I really saw myself. That I was in a wrong company. And the Lord began to speak to me. He said, you cannot be different from those you associate yourself with. Many of us would have gone further, would have been doing exploit for the Lord now, but we are kept in one place. 
because of the wrong company we find ourselves. You cannot be different from those you associate yourself with. You cannot be different from what you look at because you look like what you look at. You look at those, you look like those that you admire. Hallelujah. You smell like the company you keep. So this was the word the Lord was telling me. And I am telling you this morning. He said you smell like the company you keep. For instance, you have a friend that smoke. And you went to visit that friend. You don't smoke. You stay with that friend for two hours. When you live there, your body will be smelling. And someone will ask you, did you smoke? You say, no, I don't smoke. But why is your body smelly? Because you were in a wrong association. You were with somebody that smoked. So you smell like the company you keep. So the Lord was saying that many of us today, we desire to do great things for the Lord. We desire to work for the Lord until we allow the Lord to do some cleansing in our life, just like he did to Isaiah. We cannot go anywhere. We cannot see the glory of God. We cannot move higher. Because the King Hosea, the King Hosea can be friends. It can be an habit. It can be character which you have to let go. But you are still holding on to it. You cannot see the glory of God if you hold on to that character. If you hold on to that, those friends that the Lord said you should let go. And I want you to know that when you choose your friend, you are choosing destiny. Your friends can hinder you. Your friends can drain from you. Your friends can even help you to go higher, but your friend can also draw you back. Because when you are trying to pull, pull somebody that is not going to your direction, you end up frustrating and frustrating that person, and you end up remaining in one place. So the Lord told me, he said, all your friends, cut them off. All. If you must see my glory, cut them off. It was hard for me to do. I'm telling you my story. It was very, very difficult. It wasn't easy for me. But I have to choose, I have to make a decision whether to go with God or to go with them. But I choose to go with God. Today I'm happy of who I am. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Surround yourself with people that will help you to grow spiritually. Surround yourself with people. When you tell them, I'm going to do fasting for one week, they'll say, wow, I would like to join you. When you tell them, I'm going to, you know, do midnight prayer. Ha, ah, I would like to join. Let's pray together. Not friends, you will tell, I'm going to church. Ha, ah, now you kill Jesus. Are you the one that killed Jesus? Every time, church, church, church. Every time, pray, pray, pray. Every time, fast, fast, fast. You know, there are friends like that. I used to have those people in my life. But thank God, I let them go. And I followed Jesus. I let my Oziahs go. And today... I'm happy of who I am. Hallelujah. So I want you to go home and sit down and ask yourself, in this relationship I am, I am in, what am I really benefiting from it? What is in helping me to do? Hallelujah. Ask yourself that question. In this relationship I am in, since I have known this person, what are the things he or she have had to my life. You have to be with people that stress you, that help you discover who you are. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Even the Bible said in the book of Thessalo uh, 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6. Can you be me, be, be, uh, be me so please? Book of 2 Thessalonians 
Okay. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw. So I'm not the one that is saying it. Even Bible said it. Ye withdraw yourself from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition. I don't. Can you put uh, NISD, please? NISD. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers, to keep away from every brother who is idle and do not live according to the teaching you receive from us. So even the Bible said it that we should withdraw ourselves from everyone that is not um, listening to the teaching that yeah. God is giving to us. Hallelujah. Ten minutes? Okay. Um, so what happened next when we have an encounter with the Lord? We can see the book of Peter. We can see the book of uh, Luke, sorry. The book of Luke 5 from verse 1 to 11. Peter has an encounter with the Lord. Peter was in the lake. Can you put from verse 1 to um, 5? Okay, thank you very much. And it come to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them, and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the sheep, which was Simon's, and pray, prayed him that, they, that he would trust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the sheep. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the tips and lay down your net for a draught. And Simon answered said unto him, Master, we have tore all the night and have gotten nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will lay down the nets. Can you be me to, to level, please? Let me just be fast. And when they have gone, and when they have done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. To level, he said. Their nets began to, to break. So they signal their partner in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both filled both both food that they began to sink when simon peter saw this he felt as jesus knee and said go away from me lord i am a sinful man for he for he and all his companion were astonished at the catch of fish that they have taken and so we are james and john the son of zedeben simon partner then jesus said to simon don't be afraid from now on you will catch men so they pulled their boats up 
and shoe left everything and followed the Lord. Hallelujah. Just leave it here, please. Leave it. So, this passage, Peter has an encounter with the Lord. Hallelujah. He has an encounter with the Lord. Remember, we are talking about having an encounter with the true God. Peter has an encounter with the Lord. So, when Peter has an encounter with the Lord, you know, we are, we are watching some films here a uh, um, few months ago when Pastor was talking about the building. So the Lord told Peter, he said, redirect your nets. So Peter was fishing the whole night. He could not cut anything. But when he met with Jesus Christ, he said, Jesus told him to throw back his nets. So when you have an encounter with the Lord, one, it increase your faith. Because if you want to really think about it, Peter has stored the whole night. He caught nothing. But when Jesus told him to throw his net again, for us human thinking, it doesn't make sense. You have told the whole night. And uh, little I know about fishing, you do it in the night, not in the day. But Peter caught a lot of fish. When you have an encounter with the Lord, it directs your step. It helps you in the way which you thought that there is no way. When you have an encounter with the Lord, it makes a way for you. Peter you know, Peter was in the, in, the, in the sea. Peter could not cut anything. There were no way for him. He was so, uh, uh, um, um, Peter was so like, oh, let's go home. So Peter has lost hope, actually. He has lost hope over that, that journey that day. But when he has an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus told him, he said, redirect your step. So when you have an encounter with the Lord, he redirects your step. Maybe, for instance, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to do. You don't even know your calling. You don't even know what to, your ministry. You don't even know the courses to take. You don't even know the career to go after. So when you have an encounter with the Lord, it makes everything clear for you. It makes everything easy for you. Hallelujah. So Peter has an encounter with the Lord that helped him to catch fish and help him to believe in the Lord that miracles do happen. So when you have an encounter with the Lord, you see that there is God can actually do a miracle. God can make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah. So that was the, the story of Peter. So maybe you are here struggling in your life. You don't know what to do. You don't know the next step to take. I am here to tell you that after today's encounter, the Lord will give you clear vision. The Lord will give you clear direction of your life. He will tell you the next step to take. Those questions you are asking him, today the Lord is going to give you an answer over it because you are going to have an encounter with the Lord in the name of Jesus. Lastly, it is the book of, um, book of Genesis, Genesis 32. Genesis Genesis 32, 24 to 30. Okay. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the break of the day. And when he saw that, that he prevailed not against him, he touched the, f the fellow of his, of his tight. And the 
and the fellow of Jacob tight was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day break, break it. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless him. And he said unto him, What is the name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, The name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For, for as a prince hast thou power with God, and with men hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Therefore is, therefore is it that thou doest ask after my name. And he blessed him. Dear, and he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Penan, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <coughs> this was a story of Jacob. Like I said in the beginning, that reality did not really start in the life of Jacob until he saw the Lord. Hallelujah. Jacob wrestled with the Lord. And it prevailed. I'm here to tell you this morning. I don't know the name you have been bearing. I don't know if you come here as, as Jacob today. But I'm here to tell you that you are living as Israel. Because you are going to wrestle with the Lord today. Because, you are going to, you, because the angel of God is going to be ascended and descended this afternoon. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord changed the name of Jacob. The Lord is able to change your situation. The God that changed the name of Jacob to Israel is able to change your challenge. He's able to change every situation that is pulling you down. So when I was preparing this message, the Lord told me, he said, it's going to be changing failure to success today. All you need to do is just to say, Father, I am here. I want to have an encounter with you. I want to have an encounter with the God of Jacob. I want to have an encounter with that same God that Jacob has an encounter with and his life was turned around. I don't know the name you are bearing today, but I'm here to tell you that the Lord is going to change your situation. The Lord is going to change your story. He's going to change your circumstances in the name of Jesus. The Lord is going to give you beauty for arches. All you need to do is just to say, Lord, here I am. I am in your presence this morning. You know that thing that you are going through. You know that thing that wish you have to let go. When I was preparing for this message, the Lord said there are two categories of people that, that is here today. One category of people are those that you want to serve God. You want to know more of him. You want to see his glory. But you have something in your life. You have that weakness in your life. That whenever you want to go higher, that thing always pump up. And you find yourself going back again. You find yourself remaining in one spot. But the Lord is saying today, he's going to set you free. He's going to heal you. He's going to set you free from that weakness. I used to be a very hot temper. The time will not allow me to go to that, past, that uh, uh, the other side of my, my preaching today. I used to be a very hot tempered person. When I am angry you don't just want to see me at all. You don't just want to see me because I would just, it's like other sp another spirit just came in. But I thank God for my life today. He touched me. He touched me. The Lord touched me. And he take away that spirit of anger away from me. Today the Lord take away the spirit of anger and he give me that spirit of calmness. People will look at me today and say ah you, you don't need to know where I was before until the Lord touched 
touched me. So the Lord that touched I don't know. I have this. You know, when I was preparing, the Lord said, you have this thing in your life. It might be you are weak. You, you are the one that used to tell lies. But you don't even know. You, when you say it, after you say it, you say, oh, what have I done? Those things are the things that hinder us from seeing the glory of God. You might have the same spirit of anger. You, I don't know. I don't know that thing that always stands between you and God. But today, you have to let it die. You have to lay it on the feet of Jesus. If you must see the glory of God in your life, if you must see his power in your life, if the Lord must use you and take you higher, you have to let that thing go. And the other set of people, the Lord said that you have been struggling. You have been struggling in your life. You have been struggling to make it. But today is going to meet with you. It's going to have an encounter with you that will change your life, that will change your family, that will change your situation, that will change everything that concerns you. So I don't know the set of the category of people you belong to this morning, but I want you to be honest to yourself. I want you to, to, to lift up that weakening point in your life to the Lord and say, Father, in this area. You know it. In this area of my Lord, please I lay it on your feet today. Just like Jacob did. He said, I will never let you go unless you bless me. I will never let you go unless you touch me. The Bible said the Lord touched the lips of uh, Isaiah and his life does not remain the same again. The Lord could send him. The Lord wants to send us. He wants to use us. He wants to use us for his glory, but we need to be cleansed. So I don't know the area you belong to this morning, brothers and sisters. Maybe you belong to the area of you say, Lord, please heal me from this wicked point. Please deliver me. Please set me free. I don't know the area you belong to, but I just want you to go before the Lord this morning before I give the mic to pastor. Just go before the Lord this morning and say, Father, I come before you just like I am. Father, please heal me, oh God. Deliver me from these captivities. Deliver me from this bondage I am healed. And if you are the, set, the other set of people, you will say, Father, today, this situation today, Father, I want to have an encounter with you that will change my life in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible said when the Lord touched touch Jacob, he blessed him. The Lord bless Jacob. So just go before the Lord this morning and say, Father, I am in your presence. Let it rain on me. Let my situation change. Turn every failure in my life to success. Take away my hashes and give me beauty. Take away my tears and give me laughter. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, make a way for me even when I cease to be no way. The Bible said even Peter thought there is no way. But when he met with Jesus, Jesus make a way. And Peter could able to catch fish. So just go before the Lord this morning and say, Father, I am in your presence, Lord. I am in your presence, Lord Jesus. Let my life never remain the same again. Now it is between you and God. You know, first when, when, the Bible, when the angel of God came to meet Jacob, Jacob was sleeping. Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't see me and say, oh, she's the one that is talking. No, I know what I am talking. I have prayed for this, this Simon today. And the Lord said he's going to meet with you today. But it depends on how you are ready. Jacob was ready in the second time. He said, today I will never let you go unless you bless me. Unless 
unless you do something new in my life. Now it is between you and God. And say, Father, if you were like Isaiah, and say, Father, I need some cleansing in my life. I want you, Lord, to deal with this wicked point in my life. I want you to heal this place of my life. I know I am weak in this area. This thing that always hinders me from seeing your glory. This thing that always hinder me from not moving forward. I am where I was since last year. You know, you have to challenge yourself every year and say, this year I want to be different. I want to do more for the Lord. I want to see more of his power. I want to see more of his glory. But you find yourself, you are still in the same spot because there are some things in your life. There are some strongholds in your life. There are some friends. There are some weakening points in your life. There are some weaknesses in your life that always kept you at the same spot. I don't know the side you belong to this morning, but I want you to cry before the Lord. If you want to see his power in your life and say, Father, this morning, remember me. Remember me just like the way you remember Jacob. Remember me oh lord change my story change my situation i am trusting you lord in this situation father after today's service let things turn around for me let things change oh god for me let opportunity let doors be open for me just go before the lord and just cry out to the lord this morning in the name of jesus